0: Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Seiler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson. Hello,
1: hello, hello, my NYP listeners. Mind Your Business Radio, today is Tuesday, and thank you so much for tuning in. I am here with my co-host, Attorney Althea DeBar Johnson. Hi, Althea. Hi, Dr. Flo. How are you this morning? (laughs) Well, I'm doing just lovely. I'm doing just lovely. And we are here with a special guest, Mr. John Reed. Hi, John. How are you? I'm
2: doing well. How about you?
1: All right. All right. Let me tell you guys, uh, I met John on the Dr. Pamela Lardy show, Dr. Pamela's show. We were both guests on his radio program. And so uh, we were talking sidebar all the time, even when we were off air, right? right? Sidebar about business and real estate and things like that. And I said, oh, no, I got to get you on Mm -hmm. the Mind Your Business show. That's what I have to do. And so, John, I'm going to tell our listeners just a little bit about who you are. Um, John is an entrepreneur. He's a seasoned finance professional, a coach. Uh, I am very interested in what he's doing in real estate. Uh, I view him as a colleague. Both of us are uh, certified internal auditors and I'm a CPA, but John is an MBA. And uh, also a PMP. And that doesn't stand for pimp, y'all. That exactly, stands for, right, right. I stands for project right. manager. Project. <laughs> so, I, I just,
3: <laughs> right.
2: Some people who don't know say, you a pimp? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It depends. Depends on how right my,
2: exactly. my, <laughs> yeah, I, my I, month is going.
1: I, right, I'm, yeah, pimp, I'm pimping pimpin a few <laughs> things, just not women, <laughs> <it>, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So um, he has more than 29 years of experience in corporate finance, accounting, real estate, commercial and residential budget development, project development, contract administration. Um, He's a motivated, passionate, transformational leader with strong business process and financial acumen. And he has a successful track record, leading teams, uh, global and local in the development and deployment of mission-critical, high-quality business solutions. I want to welcome... Mr. John Reed to our show. Thank you, John, for
4: gracing us with your presence. Thank you. You know, last week he he spoke at our Toastmasters uh, Club. Absolutely, YSB. YSB. Uh huh. And it was just phenomenal. We got, we, we, we received so much great information. So we wanted John to be here.
1: Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Well, we definitely are looking forward to what John has to share with us and let's just kick it off John into firstly the real estate uh, issues, because that's one of the the things that um, I think you and I will be talking about uh, in the near future. Some, some things we can do together regarding real estate. And so tell me about, uh, give me a little background though, on how maybe you got involved in real estate. um, You know what this thing actually is that you're doing in real estate and, and what's really going on.
2: Yeah. Um, And I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. Okay, sure. Because this goes back into the early 90s.
1: Okay. Um,
2: I was a CFO for a major corporation. Uh, I had moved to the Atlanta area to actually help them run their IT and accounting uh, space. Mm -hmm. And not knowing too much about real estate, I knew I had great credit, and I knew I was moving my family (laughs) here to the area. Okay. But I really didn't think about real estate as a venue to build wealth. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
2: And so someone introduced it to me. His name is Don Jacobs, and he introduced real estate to me. Uh, but mm-hmm. from an investing standpoint, mm-hmm. and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, I had fear <laughs> just like everybody else. Right. I'm not doing that. I'm good. You know? uh-huh. But once, um, so fast forward a little bit, uh, about a year later, I decided to go ahead and move out of my house, with well, my family into a, a foreclosure. Mm. Now that foreclosure didn't need any work. And that foreclosure was wow. worth about five or $600,000. I got it for like $285,000. Wow. Wow. So my first deal was actually a deal that I actually moved into. So
1: it was a personal deal. It was a personal
2: deal. And then that opened my eyes up to say, well, listen, how can I do this, start off small and do Mm -hmm. the same thing again? Sure. So he helped me and uh, I got a deal. My first deal, I bought it for $20,000. It was a. It was ugly. Mm -hmm. Nobody could live in. A homeless person wouldn't even live in his house. Right. And I uh, put about $10,000 of work into the house. Mm -hmm. So I rehabbed it, and then I sold it for $65,000. Wow. So that whole process is a learning process. Yes, that's right. It took the fear out of the unknown because we always fear what we don't know. That's right. Now, I had fear going through the process because it was my first time, but Uh I had a mentor and a coach to show me what it is, how to do it. Uh-huh. So, which is what I do now, I help coach and I mentor people. on uh, How do you invest in real estate?
1: Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, let me ask you something now. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of HGTV. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned about HGTV and even what you just said, you guys make it sound a lot easier right. than it is. Because right. one of the things that you have to do, if you buy a $20,000 house and you put 10000 into it, what about the crew? I mean, how do you find right. the right people? right to rehab your house because you know through my experience and i don't mean to sound biased but that's a shady business you know a lot of uh, people out there who are actually um in construction or in rehab or whatever you Mm -hmm. really have to know who's who you have to get a very you know good trusted team right um so that you can stay within your ten thousand dollar budget because you can blow your budget really easily with some of these guys
2: and see uh i've i've uh Bitten my lip a couple of times on these contractors. I've lost money on contractors. Mm -hmm. The ideal thing is if you purchase a property and you know you have to rehab it,
3: Mm -hmm. you
2: want to see hammering and nailing going on when you roll up on the house. Right. Right. You go out there in a couple of days and nothing, no work is getting done. That costs you money. That's right. And then if someone does it incorrectly, now you got to go back and spend more money to get it done. So that means that I've made a lot of mistakes early on. But here's the key. If you have someone or a system in place mm-hmm. <clears throat> where like the system I'm telling you guys about, I have we have contractors that we've worked with before. So you, Who are you, can, ref- you refer- can refer. Them, yeah, right? so meaning that, that makes sense. There's no guarantee that they're going to do the same thing with you that me. But at least you have someone that has done some work before. and You can go and look at their work. So uh, I wish that I had someone before or a group that I could go to mm-hmm. and say, what contractors are you using? Let me see that work. Uh, are they reputable? And then I could use those because I end up using, you know, Joe Blow sometimes or his brother-in-law, Pookie and them, and I, I, it didn't work.
1: And see, the thing that's real important to me is that if you have this referral network that contractors realize that that's where a lot of their bread and butter's coming from. And so if they don't do a good job, they won't get referred to the next, exactly. to the next job. Exactly. Cause you just came, you just gave me a, a real, I don't know if you guys are doing this, but I'm thinking, you know, every time I think about a need, I think about filling that need. That's mm-hmm. the entrepreneur in me. Right. right, right. So if you do, do, is your real estate group, does your real estate group have a contractor referral service where mm-hmm. you, Actually, say to all your new people who are getting into, you know, this type of work. Okay, mm-hmm. here's the group of contractors that we use, and we'll refer them to you. And you have agreements with these contractors that well, you best behave a little, yourself
2: a, a little bit, because okay. we don't we don't get into the individual businesses or yes, gain any money or, or anything. So we legally, we 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 remove ourselves uh-huh. from actually doing the, the the real referral. So what we have is this: with the advent of social networking and media and internet. We've developed, a, and it's called House HouseJerk, HouseJerk.com. Okay. okay. So on HouseJerk.com, we've developed a network, which is almost like a Facebook for real estate professionals, Uh huh. where if you're a contractor, you can sign up to be on our vendor site. Okay. If you're a real estate agent, it doesn't matter whether you're with Crylike or Keller Williams or whomever, you can sign up on to be a realtor of choice on our mm-hmm, website, mm-hmm. you're uh, an insurance agent, you can be a vendor. So what we mm-hmm. have on the house to site itself is not only can you look at properties for sale, sell your particular properties if you're an investor, uh, look for money from lenders, but if you're a contractor, you mm-hmm. can be a vendor on our site. So then right. if any other season or a new investor is looking for a contractor, they can then contact you directly through our site.
4: But do you vet these
2: people? Well, in, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. What I mean by that is that is this: some of us have had experience with some of these contractors who are our vendors. If it's a vendor and we have vendors from all across the country. So a lot of times if you're a vendor in Texas,
3: mm-hmm. you can
2: join our site as a, you know, and pay the, the annual fee to be on our site. But I personally haven't vetted or uh, that individual that individual right. may, uh, be, may be maybe working through a real estate agent in Texas. Sure. So we would, mm-hmm. we would ask that real estate agent in Texas, if you will, how's that contractor? Is this work uh-huh. work Well, I, we, we can't police everybody that's on the, yeah, side. On the side. So yes. we always say then also then here are the things that you need to look for in a reputable contractor.
1: Right. So
2: then we giving the education side as well. So meaning that I'm not really vetting that uh, contractor, but I'm going to give you tools so, say you can then vet them and see whether you want to work with them or not. Or you can contact other individuals on our site who may have worked with that individual to see how his work was he on time? Was he there? Did he, uh, did he have cost overruns? Mm-hmm. And then that way you go through the process of learning it yourself.
1: Okay, okay, uh-huh. all right. So, so, here's the thing um, with a lot of these um, houses that are, uh, say, I wanted to become a real estate investor. Mm-hmm how do I go about finding these houses? Because one thing I realized when I bought my, my first investment house, I've had, I'm on my fifth house, but this is my first investment property. Right. right. Um, and it seems to me, I, 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 I just lucked into this house, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, really, and truthfully, I lucked into this house. I, I found this, uh, in, investor, um, uh, through communication, I believe on
2: Craigslist yeah, we started yeah. communicating. Yeah, Craigslist is a good source.
1: Yeah, but you know you can't trust everybody on Craigslist. Right. But through the grace of God, right. I found somebody that was trustworthy, and I started working with him. And he found this property because a lot of those properties hadn't even hit the MLS yet. Right. That's what
3: you. You want. know, a lot
1: of the yeah, exactly. A lot of the good properties hadn't hit the realtors' uh, database yet, right. the MLS, and so. Um I was able to purchase this house before it was at retail right, right? so I was able to purchase this house to wholesale and what this investor did for me is he actually uh the investor here in Atlanta he wasn't even in in Atlanta he was in Vegas mm-hmm. but he was working with this investor in Atlanta this investor had already uh uh contracted to buy the house mm-hmm. and so he convinced the guy to just flip it to me mm-hmm. Uh, with no work done to it for little or nothing. Right. So he might have made, we, we the three of us sat at the closing table together, mm-hmm. right? right? And literally he closed on the same day that I closed, yep. at the same minute that I closed. Yeah. And it was maybe a thousand dollar transaction between him and I. So he just made a quick thousand oh, yeah. dollars by sitting at the table.
2: Wholesaling. Wholesaling. the property to
1: you. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I was like, wow, yeah. I would love to do several of these except for, I don't know how to find them. That was like mm-hmm. if I felt like I had, you know, lightning has struck. Right. Because it's it's difficult to find those properties. The banks have their people, right, or whatever that they say. Well, I know John, so I'm I have these properties that have been foreclosed on, so I'm going to call John, right, and uh, give him first dibs on those properties.
2: Right. So, and and that's that's a great segue into what I normally talk to people about. One of the presentations that I do is the three most critical components in real estate.
1: Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We have to take a break because our intern slid in on roller skates and is telling us to take (laughs) a break today. (laughs) So we're going to take a break and we'll be right back in Mind Your Business Radio.
5: You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free, or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you, and they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com.
0: You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson. I know
1: hi, hi, we are back, we are back, we are back. So the Field Show is always off the mic, right? Always. <laughs> exactly.
3: Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Field yeah, Show right. is
1: off the mic. Uh, yes, but we are here with uh, John Reed, and John, you were talking to us about three what critical?
2: The three most critical components in any real estate deal.
1: Okay, talk mm-hmm. to us about that, sir.
2: So the first one is something that you touched on, on the fr- and it's called FIND, right? Okay. And find means that you need to know how to source the best and the cheapest deals out there. Uh huh. You can no longer just get away with surfing MLS or FMLS That's or bargains. Right. It doesn't work anymore like yes. that. Yes. And you just mentioned Craigslist as one uh, avenue to find uh, properties that are not on MLS and FMLS. And in this market right now, it's heating up. It's heating uh-huh. up. And so you okay. got to turn over more stones to get the best deals that are out there. Okay. But then the question, so we, we're back to find. How do you find? the deals? Mm-hmm. How do you find the wholesale deals, which mm-hmm. are off-market? Mm-hmm. Because we have this advent of the internet, social media, online, and offline marketing um, are one of the ways that you can do it.
3: Okay. And
2: what I mean by offline marketing, that means connect with real estate agents who are familiar with uh, real estate investing, but they have these pocket, off. they call them um, Pocket market. They have a pocket market. Pocket oh. markets.
1: Oh, these are houses they keep in their pocket.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Which they don't okay. list yet. But uh-huh. they know that they have uh-huh. a group of investors who are going to buy these things. So that's like offline uh-huh. marketing. Online marketing is, of course, using online sources. Okay. Sometimes you can just Google, you know, foreclosure deals or uh-huh. wholesale deals. Yeah. And it pulls up certain things in certain areas. Uh-huh. Number two, you have to have more and better networking. More and, and better than that. What right. Does that mean? That means you come to a site like housejerk.com. Okay. Now you have that. Spell it out for H O. Excuse me. H O U S E J E R K. dot com. dot com. All right. And that is a group of uh, real estate professionals, seasoned investors, new investors, contractors, closing attorneys. You network with this group or groups like these, and they can then provide you with deals. Mm-hmm. Which are off market deals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then also, this is number three, but this was how I got back into the market again was I use bird dogs. Bird okay. dogs, you know yeah. that. B-I-R-D, <laughs> B-I-R-D, D-O-D-O-D-S.
1: <D-O-G-S>. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So when you talk about bird dogs, what exactly so, is bird dogs? Bird
2: dogs are this. They go and they find properties for me. Ah. So what they do is they put up signs. So you see those signs on the highways. We buy
3: ugly we houses. We buy
2: ugly houses. <laughs> I may have hired someone uh-huh. at, at, you know, um, to actually the, and to go out and put those signs up for me.
1: Okay. Ah. I
2: might have him take the calls. And then if he gets a call, I might say, send me the pictures. Let me see what it looks like. Go put offer, a contract in for me. Okay. That's a bird dog. So you remember how that guy made $1,000 off the deal that, uh, that you just told us about? Yeah. So a bird dog would find me the property. I uh-huh. put it under contract. I then take my contract, and I can assign it to someone else. Okay. My bird dog just made $1,000 uh-huh. because he, he found the property for me by taking the calls, putting out signs. Okay. So that's one way to source deals, which are off-market deals. Okay. Or other wholesalers. Suppose uh, I, uh, I have a person in this network. He's an experienced uh, real estate professional, investor. He has properties that he wants to get rid of. So he might say, well, John, listen, I've got a property already. I already already bought it. I bought it for cash for $20,000. Give me uh, uh, Mm $25,000. I put that property on the contract for $25,000. I now then market it to my group of investors and buyers.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So, Mm -hmm. I now become a wholesaler yes. of someone else's property. Right. I have properties. I have young guys that I mentor and coach. Do you have to have a real estate license no, to do that? No, okay. because I'm selling my, first of all, I'm selling my own property. Yes,
1: yes, right. right.
2: And if I, I don't have to have, be an agent to market your property. Right, right.
3: Right. That's if, you true. Say,
2: if I put a contract on your property right now, you say, Jonathan, I want you to sell my property. I say, okay, I'll put it on the contract. I'll buy it from you. Uh huh. I okay. buy from you for X number of dollars. Uh huh. So now I have a property under contract. You can't do anything with that property because I've given you earnest money and you have it. I have it under contract with you.
1: Yeah. So you didn't even have to really. You didn't even really have to fulfill the purchasing of that contract. Right. You just put down the earnest money and you're in contract.
2: Right. So now okay. I'm taking my contract and I'm legally assigning my contract to someone that's going to buy it. Makes so, sense. so person, you're person A, I'm person B, person C says, I want person A's house.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, okay. Well, you, you put it on the contract with me because I'm the one that's selling that house. Mm-hmm. At closing, mm-hmm. all three of us show up at closing.
1: Yes. That's I, what, that's I what signed mm-hmm.
2: the, the contract that I have from person C to you, right. person A for fee. Right. And at the closing table, the lawyers then will have an assignment fee right. to person B. Right. 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 Basically, the whole that's the wholesale process. Uh It's a lot more intricate than that.
1: Right. But But on a high level, that's the nuts and bolts. Okay.
2: So under the concept of find, remember we're talking about the three most critical components in real estate. Uh Finding Mm -hmm. is is number one, and those there are methods to finding. Mm -hmm. The assignment contract is one way to actually then find properties or wholesale Mm -hmm. properties, Mm -hmm. if you will. A lot of people use the word flip, and that's basically the flip process. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm flipping my contract to someone else. Right. that right. I that I legally have. Right.
1: And so I, I like to
2: use the word wholesale mm-hmm. because remember back in the day people were flipping properties and a lot of people got in trouble because they flipped property they didn't even have on the contract.
4: Okay. They're flipping
2: somebody else's property that that person didn't even own. Right. So the owner of the property didn't even know that his property was was being sold.
4: Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? And mm-hmm. So a lot of
2: people got in trouble for selling properties that were that weren't fit. Yeah. I'm telling you that If this person is the owner of this house, Mm -hmm. let me put it under contract because it may be somebody out of state. Uh, Through probate process, the the kids have a house that their mom and dad live in and they don't want it anymore. Right. And they're willing to sell that particular property. Uh I'll put the property under contract. I then look to see if I can find a buyer for that particular house. I signed my contract.
1: Now. Okay.
4: So okay. it's an assignment process. I see.
1: Okay. That makes sense because a lot of times, and, and no offense to real estate agents out there because I have some friends who are real estate agents that are listening. Um, but the, the benefit to that is that you're not limited by by state. Right. You know, because real estate agents are limited by their license, where they're, they're, they're licensed by state, right? Right. right? So you can call someone in Texas and say, I have this property um down here in Atlanta,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you know if you, you if you're an investor, you might want to come down here and buy it mm-hmm. A real estate agent i mean they can make the phone same phone call, but literally they cannot really solicit right. they're not supposed to solicit outside the state right right so and that's I, interesting and I
4: use real estates um I use realtors um, yes, in my estate practice um to sell the um, properties that are in stay and need to be
1: sold. so uh
2: huh. Yeah. yeah and I utilize real estate agents also. Absolutely. I mean they're a great source for me. Absolutely. In fact that leads into um, the second thing about evaluating.
3: Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: So mm-hmm. um so once we find
3: mm-hmm.
2: which I think is number one, number two is evaluate.
3: Okay. So now
2: you've um you have your strategy now and each mm-hmm. investor is gonna use different strategies on finding a property. Uh huh. Once you find a property What's the next step? Number mm-hmm. two is evaluate. Oh, okay. How do I evaluate whether that deal is really a good deal or not? Oh, yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So number one, as the most critical component, is finding. Number oh, I two. had this wrong.
1: Okay, evaluate is number
2: two. Evaluate is number two. Okay.
1: So so everything goes under, under find is the off-market uh, uh, off, off uh, market wholesale, the better networking, and the bird dogs. All that's right. under find. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right.
2: So then number two is evaluate. Once Mm -hmm. you have this deal, right, how do you analyze the deal to figure out whether it's a great deal or if it's a limit? Yeah.
4: Should you not do that evaluation
1: before you sign the contract? Well, we ain't signed the contract yet. We just found it. Right, right. See, that's
2: what I I had to get
3: straight. So now I
2: I find this great deal. How do I know it's a great deal or Uh not? right? Right. And I may not even put it on the contract yet, right? Because I'm not going to really put it in a contract unless I think it's a good deal. Right. Sure. But I found a property. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that I found it, how do I analyze it to see whether it's a limit or right. a great deal? Right. Now, you can use sources quickly, such as um, Redfin. Redfin. Mm-hmm. R-E-D-F-I-N. mm
1: mm-hmm. Zillow.
2: Mm-hmm. I like Zillow. I don't like Zillow, but it's a I
1: like. Well, it's on my, my app. I like yeah, the
2: Yeah, I, I got the app, too. Because I
1: got my dream house on there. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Retirement. Right. Hush.
2: <laughs> but, I like, I, but, but I like Zillow. I don't really like the numbers because the numbers are off. Oh, a
1: lot okay. Of because I mean, they're Zillow, estimates, right? Exactly. Oh, okay. All um, right.
2: Trulia, which is also like uh-huh. Zillow, uh, another great one is Homesnap.
1: Oh, I hadn't heard of that. Uh-huh. Okay.
2: And and this is what I use, and uh, I use the if it's a county, I use the Fulton County Board of Assessors.
4: Yeah. Website. The,
2: the, the, the Board of, the of tax Assessors. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So. Once, so so that's part of my evaluation process. I analyze whether the 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 deal is going to be a good deal by you know filling my brain with information.
1: Exactly, and those are good sources of information for you to make a comparison. Exactly. Okay.
2: So then, so but along with that, if I am working with real estate agents who are. Uh, they're familiar with me and my processes mm-hmm. and, and I, they know I'm an investor, I'll ask them to do a quick CMA for me.
1: Okay. CMA it's, it's, is a yeah.
2: Comparative Market Analysis. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: What actually has been sold on that street or the next street over Right. So if someone is telling me, hey, John, you can buy this deal for 10000 you can put uh, 10000 worth of work, and it's mm-hmm. worth a hundred thousand. No, mm-hmm. I need to see what the houses that are comparable to the house that I'm buying. What mm-hmm. are they selling for? What's the square footage? How many bedrooms and baths they have? So you need comparable. Yeah, right. So comparable. So comparable yeah. sales in the so, area. So and you mean, can also do that though by riding up and down the street. Okay.
1: Okay. And seeing
2: houses.
4: Do you ever
2: eyeball these houses? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. You can ride up and down the street. So no, uh, no, the particular one. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah, you gotta go look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah uh huh. Yeah, no,
1: no, no. So you, yeah, you could go. So you can go and take a look at the house. Right. Uh, uh. Once you, once you find it, you can go take a look at. It. That's part of your evaluation process. Correct. But, but here's the thing. I'm, I, I need to ask. When you're working, you as an investor, when you're working with, um, real estate agents. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we're working with real estate agents, we, when we get back from the break, I want to ask you. Um, how do these real estate agents get paid okay. if it's ne- not necessarily their listing or whatever or you've already done the you know you've had your other people do the bird dogging or whatever All right. so we'll, we'll talk about that but you guys that's why you gotta listen to Mind Your Business Radio because you can't get this kind of information nowhere
5: else <laughs> we'll be right back you can file your own taxes It's simple. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com. But if filing your own taxes is not for you, they've got you covered. Just click MyOwnTaxReturn.com to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. And they have tax tips that you can use for the upcoming tax season. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Thanks for listening
6: to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash MindYourBizRadio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station.
0: Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We are back with Mind Your Business Radio. And, and uh, okay, attorney, out attorney, there, DeBar Johnson is rolling her eyes at uh, me. Real cross-eyed. <laughs> That's okay though. You gotta love me. I love you.
3: <laughs> you have to see, there you I, go. I, I do.
1: You can't be, so you can't roll eyes somebody that says they love you. I love, I love you. you. I love you
2: too. Okay. <laughs> All this love going There's on There's a lot of love
1: going on here. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing I wanna ask you. You mentioned that mm-hmm. you employ or you use uh, uh, real estate agents. Right. In, in a wholesale deal, how do they get paid?
2: Well, here's the key. For real estate agents, I say it's most important for investors to build a relationship with that agent. That's most important,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Such that when you need comps or you need some research done, you've built a great relationship with this real estate agent, and she's able then to give you that information. Okay, uh, I can't just come off the street and go to a real estate agent and say, hey, give me some, give me a CMA on this particular property. Uh-huh. They do me, right? Right. So it's key that you build a relationship with that agent, such that they know that down the line, so suppose they help me on this particular deal, I can't sell it myself. I'm going to go to that agent and say, can you put this house on the market for me?
1: Right, right. So they're going to have, right. somewhere down the line, they're going to make a commission off of the
2: relationship with you. Exactly. So, okay. so the key, though, is that relationship building, yes. networking. I have a, uh, an associate. Her name is Terry Marie Bridges. Uh-huh. She's part of the owners of this company called Elite Real Estate. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it's Elite Realty. Mm -hmm. So they have a property. She's a real estate agent as well, broker, property management. She has a group of over 200 investors that she does tons of free work for because she's built relationships with them. They know they can call her, get information, get research. Yeah. And and in the end, if they do a particular deal, guess who they're going to do it with? They're going to do it with her. They're going to do it with her. And that makes sense. So right now I have a few real estate agents that I can call and I say, hey, listen, give me a CMA. Now, I, they they could probably charge me for it, but I've built a relationship with them enough that, okay, I get this. I'm going to use this as part of my process of evaluating the property, and mm-hmm. then I may... Then I may even suggest you be the agent if I wholesale that property to another investor. Mm-hmm. Right. I'll tell that investor, hey, listen, this is a real estate agent I think you should go with. Right. 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 Because I built a relationship up with that. Right. Individual. So that's how they get paid.
1: That's That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So, OK, so we got to get to number three because yeah. I have some questions so, about real estate before we get to the other stuff. So
2: number here. three is the most important one. OK. So the, Remember, the three most critical components yes. of any real estate deal is number one, finding right. the deal. Mm-hmm. Number two, evaluating the deal. And then number three, funding.
1: That's what I was going to ask. You know, you know, I'm a secret. You know, I'm going
2: to hey, ask you about the that's money. That's what I like it because we talk normal. <laughs> we speak numbers. Our, our mind is always on the dollar-dollar bill. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. So so let's go into funding. Right. You must be able to get these funds to take advantage of these opportunities. But here's the key. These wholesale deals go quickly. So yes. you must be able to access funds quickly
1: exactly, to
2: make sure that this good deal that you just found, right. you get it. Versus the next investor is also looking at the same deal. So when it comes to really juicy deals, you got to move in 7, 14, 21 days. Right. 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 Because the person that wins the deal is because they get it funded. Yep. So that's where you use OPM, other people's money in Mm -hmm. some cases. OPM. I love that. Yeah. You know, and you can start off with, you know, you may have a family member who has access to funds. Uh, You promising him a return uh, Mm -hmm. on his funds. You may be able to. And, and what I like to use is hard money lenders.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, about. I had it written down yeah. here about
2: hard money lenders. I like hard money lenders. Mm-hmm. So if you have a relationship with hard money lenders and they know that you have a uh, – and you've been working, getting these deals done and finding deals and they've been mm-hmm. financing for you, that's an excellent source because they'll fund not only the purchase but also the rehab.
1: Now, let me ask you something, but when you say if you have a relationship mm-hmm. – how do you build a relationship with hard money lender? Is it the same process as going through the traditional mortgage? Of well, brokers well, or uh, how, do, how
2: do you form that? And you can build a relationship by just doing one deal because they are advertised now all the time. Private mm-hmm. money, hard money. Yes. they advertise all the time. Yes. So what they do is they look at the value of the deal itself. Right. They don't necessarily. They look at you to see whether you have an experience. Right. That may determine the interest rate they charge. OK. Uh, but if you're a brand new person, you're uh-huh. going to pay a little bit more in terms of interest. But mm-hmm. it's going to be based on the value of the deal. Or, right. Now remember, they're not going to give you hundred percent of the of the purchase price. Right. They may give you sixty five percent of the after repair value. Okay. Which means you still may have to come to the table with a little bit, with some money. Okay. Okay. So you've got some skin in the game. They want to see that. So say for instance, here's the numbers: house is worth one hundred thousand dollars after it's fully repaired. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're able to purchase that for thirty thousand dollars. Hmm. They may give you. 21000 of the 30000 depending on the private money lender. They may give you $21,000. Okay. Of the, which is what you need. Right. And you come up the table to another $9,000. Uh-huh. They'll give you the money to rehab it. Or right. Maybe 20000 30000 to rehab it. Mm-hmm. But they want to see that you have skin in the game. Right. But I'm not using my own $21,000. Exactly. I'm not coming out of pocket for the rehab costs. Right. I'm using the hard money lender as my source for funding.
4: Right. Don't they check you out? I'm still talking about vetting. Mm-hmm. I mean don't you have to have good credit do you have no, to have some good nope. cred- no, no See, not it,
1: hard money because the interest rate so high
2: and, and, and one of the things with mm-hmm. that real estate uh people who want to be involved in real estate they have that fear factor they fear that they feel feel like they have to have great credit right and a lot of money and that's that's right. not the case we already right. talked about a wholesale deal where you could make a thousand dollars no credit was involved at all then with no use of credit was involved and no use of money. Mm -hmm. Right. But in this particular case, they look at the value of the deal. So the hard money lender will look to see whether this deal is a good one or not. And whether if you do for uh, default on it, he still got a great deal. So he looks at the value of the deal, not necessarily your personal credit. Mm -hmm. Now. Some hard money lenders, they're still going to base it on the deal. They just want to see if you've got a lot of foreclosures in your system, right, in your right. background, you know. Right. And it's just not going to be a good fit. Right.
1: If you've been an investor and you've been you've been unsuccessful, right. Basically, what it, they're looking for. Exactly. Uh-huh. Right.
4: So
2: the credit is not necessarily the determining factor for a hard money lender to loan you funds for a great deal.
4: But what it also sounds like, you still have to have some cash yourself yeah. Yeah, and, in yeah. order to do these types yeah. of things. Uh, uh, right.
2: And, yeah. and that's where you use other people's money. Suppose someone finds a great deal. Like, a suppose there's a young guy that I've mentored. He found a great deal. He's going to get a hard money loan on it. But he needs $5,000 to come to the table to complete the deal. He may go to a seasoned investor such as myself and say, hey, Mr. Reed, uh, this is the deal. I'm going to put it before you. I need $5,000. And I say, okay, well, I'll uh, loan you the five thousand dollars, but I want seventy five hundred dollars mm-hmm. when you close, up, deal, uh, right. when you close on it and sell it. Right, right. So I will almost become a lender. Yeah, or I, I provide bridge funding for right. you, will. Uh, same with me. If mm-hmm. I find a great deal and I can't, I need twenty thousand. I don't have it. I may go to a seasoned investor. And say, hey, listen, get in with me on this deal. Yeah give me $20,000, I give you back $25,000. Mm-hmm. We sign a, a security, you get a security deed on the yeah. property itself. Uh-huh. Here's a promissory note. So I'm using, utilizing other people's money to make sure I get this deal done
4: okay. uh, because
2: it's a great deal. So the,
4: how do you make money other than you would have to then turn around and sell this house oh, absolutely. I, right so i'd fix Ho- it up hopefully right for a profit right i'm
2: not doing it unless it's a profit okay right. so mm-hmm. while i'm in while i bought it and i'm in the process of fixing it up i'm mm-hmm. still marketing the problem that's right and one investor may say hey stop any work i'm just gonna buy it at, as is and right. they'll finish it and sell it i'll right. do that i'll make right. a little money right. i won't be greedy right or i can complete the process buy it fix it up and then market it.
1: Exactly. And then
2: I can utilize a real estate agent and then market that house. Mm-hmm. Or I can buy fix it up, and rent it off. Mm-hmm. Now we start getting to residual income. Right. 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 Building right. wealth. Right. 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 So I can buy and hold it for rental. Mm-hmm. I can buy and just sell it retail with an agent. Right. Right. Or I can just buy it. Because once it
1: becomes a rental property, it's easier to refinance. It's easier to refinance a rental property because the bank sees that you have income coming in. So as soon as you put a tenant in there, you can flip. You can get out of that hard money
2: loan. Right. Because traditionally, the hard money loan is maybe a year. Yeah. Right. Uh, Eighteen months, maybe, but it's short term and it's Uh high interest rate. Yeah. And you you don't don't want to get rid of it. You want to get rid of it quickly, soon, you know, quick, fast, in a hurry. Right. Now, if you get a renter in it refinance that thing and, right. and, you know. Now, let's get back to the, her question of credit. Mm-hmm. Now, really, credit wasn't really a determining factor with the hard money lender. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to refi it, yeah. they start looking at credit. That's I'm right. I'm going to a traditional source. Right. So that's why it's key now. Listen, our community is not cognizant of what it really takes to get uh, good credit, right. great credit. right. There are lots of agencies that are out mm-hmm. here that will help you get good credit. But I'm telling you right now, if you got a 700 Beacon score versus a 550 Beacon score, you can get a lot more done. Right. Right. Yeah. And and, and and I can put you in touch with people
3: yeah.
2: who will help you get that process done for the credit while you still building your wealth. Right. with Real estate. Right. All right. So so we're now on number three. We've found the deal. We've evaluated the deal, mm-hmm. and now funding is what the, the, the determining mm-hmm. factor of whether we're going to get that deal or not. Mm-hmm. We can use hard money lenders. We can use other people's money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We can use seasoned seasoned investors.
3: Mm-hmm. If you're
2: in corporate America, you can properly utilize your four hundred one k and get some tax advantages for taking that and buying some properties mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. IRA.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, IRA you can uh, won't be penalized as much. Right. You can um, borrow against it. You can borrow against it to mm-hmm. actually purchase property. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a variety of sources. But the key is, once again, you need to put your line yourself with somebody, a mentor or a coach or a network like House Jerk mm-hmm. to find these deals or whether do I go to get money.
3: Right. Let me tell
2: you this. I help businesses also get access to capital. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I help investors who have businesses or I help them set businesses up so that business then can borrow money. OK. And they use that money. Uh huh. To fund their real estate deals, right? Because they've got an established business in place. Okay. And now the business has went through the series of checklists that I've got them on,
3: mm-hmm.
2: such that they can get fifty or hundred thousand dollars, and then they can start buying properties or rehabbing properties or being the coming to the table with the bridge funding that they need. Okay. And now their real estate business becomes a real business.
1: Okay. Level. We're going to talk a little bit um, later on in the program, in the last half of the program, we're going to talk about for the last quarter of the program, we're going to talk about a little bit, what you said about funding, um, you know, actually, um, 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 getting access to capital you know for your business if you're a business owner if any business owners are out there um, what you have to do to, to get ready for that um, but one of the things I wanted to ask you uh, still involved uh, with the real estate mm-hmm. is how do you see the market now is the market is the real estate market rebounding yeah. such that there are good deals out there or has a Market rebounded so much that there are fewer deals.
2: they re- it's rebounded so much that there are fewer deals. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh-huh. so if uh, you need to jump in yesterday, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. you, but that doesn't mean you can't jump in. Right. So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, the old West End in Atlanta, you could buy houses for twenty thousand, thirty thousand, not and they need work. They need work on. Them. Mm-hmm. Investors now have been coming in and buying this, these same properties. For instance, in the old fourth ward, buying them for twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 and tearing them down
3: mm-hmm. and
2: building up those same houses now that they've just built are going from six hundred thousand to one million dollars <laughs> I, you, know that. Believe, I that? believe that so and, and so, <laughs> what gentrification.
1: Happened, so
2: so that same property yeah. three years ago I could have bought or that lot for twenty thirty forty thousand the lot is a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars and the build on it is two hundred three hundred thousand dollars yes. and you selling it for eight hundred thousand dollars yeah right yeah so that doesn't mean that those deals aren't still out there Mm-hmm. I've got deals right now that I can wholesale where you, you can still buy them for twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars 40000 but they're drying up. Yes. And with the new development of the Georgia Dome and the Vine City area, which mm-hmm. is a, we used to call them, a war zone area. Yes. You can buy those properties, hold on to them, because mm-hmm. that whole area, the development is such that the city of Atlanta is putting... Uh, Dollars into it, so it is best to take advantage of that now.
3: Uh-huh. And that doesn't
2: mean just the downtown area, but there's other areas too, East Point, right. Cobb County, because right. of the new Braves Stadium. So you mm-hmm. have to be cognizant of what areas that are you can go into, and you can still do it, but now is the time to get it done.
1: Okay, so you so part of also being an investor is doing the research and what's happening in the market right. in the area and that determines basically if you'll even be able to flip that property, right? Correct. If you'll uh-huh. be able to flip it because if it's in an uh, undesirable neighborhood then you might be stuck with a house.
2: And See, that's where networking is key. Building yes. only relationship is networking. Networking with other individuals who are willing to give you that information right. uh-huh. so that you don't have to make the same mistakes that someone else did. I made a lot of mistakes in the 90s, you know, but I had to learn the hard way.
3: Okay. And
2: it, it wasn't a mistake because this was a learning process. Okay. True. And so, but if I if I fell and bumped my toe, why should you fall and bump your toe? Right. Now you right. may bump your other toe, but you're not gonna bump the same toe that I bumped.
1: Okay, so when we come back off the break, I want us to because I think we can find out about your seminars if we go mm-hmm. on house jerk. If we go on HouseJerk.com we'll find out about your seminars. Correct. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna make sure that uh, our listeners can find out about your seminars when we get right. We'll be right back.
4: Yes, we are landing. Yes we are. <laughs>
6: Thanks for listening to Mind Your Business Radio. And we'd like to know a little bit more about you. Please visit our Facebook page and take a brief survey to let us know what you'd like to hear on our program. You could win a free financial or estate planning consultation. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Mind Your Biz Radio or search Mind Your Business Radio on Facebook. And thanks again for listening to your business education station.
0: Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Eiler and Althea DeBar Johnson.
1: All right. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mind Your Business Listeners. We are here with Mr. John Reed from Allen Reed Enterprises. And so, uh John, one of the things we want to we don't want to leave our listeners without knowing how to get in touch with you. Um, That is HouseJerk.com. Right. If we go there, if we're just for the real estate stuff, if we want to understand the real estate. And tell us about these seminars you've been doing
2: on Thursdays. So uh, each Thursday night in Atlanta, we do uh, a workshop, if if you will. Um, And it's for uh, it's for members and non-members of HouseJerk, our community. And uh, this is a group of real estate professionals, Mm -hmm. investors, closing attorneys, mortgage brokers, lenders, insurance individuals, contractors, anything to do with real estate or the business of. And so every Thursday at 730 um, at the Crown Plaza Ravinia, Mm
3: -hmm. uh,
2: we have these workshops, if you will, uh, which is a great way to network with other individuals to learn about real estate. Now, the goal is to be a part of our network, but at Mm -hmm. least if you come to the workshop, you can see what it is that that we're about. Okay. Um, So we've got those workshops, and we're actually doing them um, in various states now. Um, Florida, Tampa, Orlando. Okay. um, Dallas, Texas. Uh Uh, We've had sessions before in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're actually trying to expand into other markets, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, so we've got those going on. And in my business, Alameda Enterprises, we're starting to do uh, business workshops. Okay. Business entrepreneurship workshops. Okay. Um, and including, you know, marketing, branding, uh, financing, access to capital. Okay. Um, and so I'll, I'll be, if you get in contact with me, I don't know if this is a good time to get my information Yeah, out, yeah, yeah. give me information, please. I can please. Then keep you abreast of what's going on with the business workshops. Yes. So uh, my email address is John, J-O-N at Allen Reed Enterprises. And that's spelled A-L-L-E-N-R-E-I-D Enterprises with an S mm-hmm. dot com. Mm-hmm. So, John at Allen Reed Enterprises dot com. Okay. My website is www dot com. And that's Reed R-E-I-D. Okay. So, you can reach me uh, either through my website or uh, you can actually email me directly.
4: Okay. Your office number?
2: Office number is 770- seven four four five eight
1: nine six. Okay, so it appears as though um if we go to your Alan Reed, you'll have information about when your next seminar will be, the Correct. business
3: seminar. Correct.
1: Okay. And so tell us a little bit about because you wrote you, you talked to us a little bit uh, at the Toastmasters, your small business Toastmasters, which mm-hmm. meets every first and third Wednesday plug <laughs> here in the Atlanta area. You talked about um to us about, uh, access to capital. But one of the things we definitely want to, um, we want we want to end the segment with is you had some awesome affirmations. You had 11 affirmations um, and these were 11 affirmations for successful people.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so you said that, that successful people repeat these affirmations Every all day. the time. Can you can you give us number 1? Yeah, and what? so
2: and so these are, you know, your accomplishments are based on actions, not just thoughts. So, you know, and I actually emailed this to myself and try to tell myself this on a regular basis mm-hmm. and I thought I'd share this with business owners. Mm-hmm. You know, how can we motivate ourselves? And these 11 affirmations are things that we can say. For instance, number one, I can't do everything today, but I can take one small step. Mm -hmm. Right? So you just tell yourself that on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And each one of these we can go into, but since for the limiting of time, I'll just go ahead and list them. Okay. So, number two, I will do what no one else is willing to do.
3: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Uh, You know, be different. Right. Right? Number three, I will face a fear. So Mm -hmm. remember, we already talked about the fear of getting involved with real estate. Yeah. If you face that fear, you're going to be educated on it. And that means it takes that fear away. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Number four, I will appreciate someone that is Mm underappreciated. And the example I used was um, the uh, bagger at a grocery store. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those jobs, they're not really thinking jobs too much. Right. But. It doesn't require a lot of skill. But just think if you're giving someone a helpful word,
3: uh-huh.
2: not only is it going to help that person and they may need it that day, but it may help you as well.
3: OK. Yeah. Right? OK. Uh-huh.
2: Um, number five, I will listen 10 times more than I speak. And that's specifically because I, <laughs> that's my problem.
1: <laughs> you know, I, 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 and I, so it, you just added that. In, right. There was actually 10 affirmations, but you added this. I, 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 it was 10. I had to add that one.
2: You know, I used to talk a lot just to listen to myself. Yes. <laughs> I understand. And I had to learn a valuable lesson. So number five is I will listen 10 times more than I speak. Okay. Uh, number six, I will not care what other people think.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, now that sounds pretty negative at first, right? But if you want to start a business, you know, get the advice and the mentorship and and, and, and what you need for your business. That's but listen, right. go ahead and start that business. Mm-hmm. After you've given getting this advice on other people may be naysayers until you don't do it. Go ahead and do it. Right. Try it.
3: Right. Right. If right. you try,
2: you fail. Try again. That's right. Fail again. That's so right. Number six was I will not care what other people think. Number seven, I will answer the question that wasn't asked. So sometimes mm-hmm. people are hesitant. Um, they're insecure. They're shy. And whatever the reason, they may have a question and they don't really want it. To ask it or they may not want to know the answer, but I'm going to answer the question that wasn't asked.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's
2: number seven. Number eight. I will be okay with being less than perfect. Right. Everyone strives for perfection, but they'll never reach it.
1: Well, we'll talk about that. Not everyone,
2: but those. Right. A lot of people. Right. A lot of people
1: do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: But there's not one perfect product. There's not one perfect person. Uh, There's not one perfect idea. Right. So if you're okay with being less than perfect, you eliminate a lot of the headache. Yeah, and and yes. that's right. yeah, that's right. Exactly. That's right. That's right.
1: It's right. a goal, but you don't have to you don't have to stress over not achieving that goal.
2: Exactly. Right. Um, number nine is I will try to do better, right? We all make mistakes, we screw up on a regular basis, our words, our actions, our deeds. Mm-hmm. But successful people don't expect to be perfect. They just want to do things better. Right. Right? right. That's right. You know, I'm fifty something and <laughs> I don't make the same mistakes I did in the past, but right. I still make mistakes. Right, that's But as right. long as I say, hey, listen, I'm going to try to do better tomorrow. That's right, that's right. That's all we can do, and that's, that's a right. very important one. Number okay. 10, the one thing I can always do is outwork them. Right, you're not going to see people who are successful just sitting back doing nothing. Right, mm-hmm. they get they got to that level by outworking somebody else. That's
1: true. Right,
2: they may not be the most highly educated person or got all the degrees behind their name, but they outwork individuals.
1: Well, the last week that reminded me last week of uh, when Dr. Teresa was talking about the young guy who uh, has a a, a, a a movement that talked about basically successful people don't sleep, and so they have a uh, they have a, a conference call at midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and a, a group of other guys who are entrepreneurs, they actually have a conference call about what they're doing and everything at mm-hmm. midnight because they say, uh-uh. They
3: better not be sleeping. <laughs>
1: they better not be, be sleeping. sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. But
2: along with that point, though, you still uh-huh. got to stop and smell the roses. That's so number, true. number 11 Absolutely. is I will stop and smell the roses. That's right. right. You got big plans and goals, but you won't be able to successfully enjoy those if you don't stop, look at your accomplishments, and breathe. Right, and I like to use the term "stay present."
3: Mm-hmm. If I
2: stay present, stop and smell the roses, then I'll, I'll I'll become satisfied.
1: Okay, okay. Right? Well, you know, I think um, uh, that reminds me. Stephen Covey uh, used to, you know, in his. Um, uh, successful it was seven things, it was seven mm-hmm. uh, ways of successful people. What I remember, uh, the one thing that that really stuck with me, I don't even remember all seven, but the one that I do remember was was saying take time out to sharpen the saw, because mm-hmm. he gave an illustration of you know us entrepreneurs are out there just chopping down right. trees. Well, you know, sharpen the axe is what it was. You're down, you're out there chopping down trees, mm-hmm. and you don't stop to sharpen the axe. Well, you know, you can keep chopping down trees, but it gets harder yeah. and harder and harder because you never stopped, appreciated all the trees that you have right. already chopped down right. and then take some time to sharpen up the axe so right. it won't be so hard right. or, or um, you know, <laughs> drudgery next time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So good. What types of things do you want our entrepreneurs to know? Uh, what types of things would you like them to know uh, before we before we close out our show?
2: That... that- You know, most successful entrepreneurs uh, have advisors, mentors, coaches. I think I talked about that at the Toastmasters, that Mm -hmm. you need someone, uh, a mentor or a coach or an advisor to help steer you along the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, You need a successful business plan. The plan could be five pages long, but at least it's down on paper. And you know, it's your roadmap. You that's know, right. you know where you, you're going. Mm-hmm. And you also then from that plan will evaluate the fact that, Hey, I need more help than I thought I needed. Uh-huh. Where did I go to get that actual help?
3: Okay.
1: Because
2: as business owners, we make lots of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Just anticipate you are going to make some mistakes, but then look for your network then to help you get out of that mistake.
1: Okay. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I want to repeat those for our listeners. Um, he talked about finding mentors. He definitely talked about expanding your network. Um, and just, you know, go easy on yourself and understand that, you know, you might make some mistakes. Uh, but uh, I know Althea tells tells the listeners all the time, surround yourself with experts, surround yourself with people who have been there, done that, and also surround yourself with people who know what they're doing. Get a good attorney, get a good accountant, you know, um, make sure that you have those things in place so that you can pick up the phone. And ask for help when you need help.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay? So, I Althea- think the, I think the next time, John, when we invite you back on, we're going to try to focus a little bit more on making your business appealing to investors mm-hmm. because you gave us so much great information the last time at the Toastmasters group. And I think this is something that our audience will need. Okay. And we appreciate you being here. Oh, I appreciate you asking Absolutely, me to
1: be absolutely. Well, Althea, you have done it again.
4: <laughs> I I All right, we gonna take our little landing
1: here. All right, guys, we have uh, we have uh, at the conclusion of our show, and so we appreciate our listeners. Thank you so much, Mr. John Reed, for visiting us and and sharing your wealth of information. Don't forget to go to housejerk.com dot com. Don't forget to go to alanreedenterprises.com don't forget to go to uh, MindYourBizRadio.com This is Mind Your Business Radio, your business education station, your business, okay. your life. Bye. Next time.